0: If you've been listening to this show for a while, I have a previous episode all about the world of video rental stores in the 1980s. If you were like me growing up, the video store was a huge part of your life and the central hub for all our entertainment for movies and video games. But we all know how the story turned out. Video stores slowly faded away and a new era of streaming took over. But they're not gone completely. So, what's it like to return to something that came from the 80s, but still exists now? Well, today, we're taking a little field trip. Today, I'm in London, Ontario, a city located in southwestern Ontario, visiting one of the last video stores jumbo video. London, Ontario is located a few hours from Toronto and a few hours from Detroit. Nicknamed the Forest City, London is the hometown of the legendary Guy Lombardo and also the birthplace of Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams, and Justin Bieber. I grew up with jumbo video in the 80s as we had one just five minutes from our house. If you're Canadian, you know this was the place where you got free popcorn while you browsed. My family would go every week, and just the trip itself was an event. What new movies or games would you see? How much popcorn could you eat? Like all video stores in the 80s, just going there was a thrill. But Jumbo Video was just that extra bit special. As I pull up to the strip mall, I see the usual. There's a grocery store, a bank, and then that specific jumbo video logo with the elephant. Walking in, it's like a hit to the senses, and a time machine, all at once. Keep in mind, this isn't a little variety store with a few shelves of videotapes or DVDs, but a huge, fully functioning video rental center with row. Upon row of movies to rent. But a lot has changed since going into a video store in the 80s. Today, there are a lot of video games. Actually, a ton more. And we'll get back to that a little later. There are also toys in here, comic books, and even vinyl albums. But just seeing movies on shelves again, it's hard not to feel like you've gone back to your childhood and to the way things were when this location first opened in the late 80s. I'm also here to meet Phil and Donna Davidson, the couple who have owned this store for an incredible 34 years. I meet Phil and he takes me to the back part of the store. Surrounded by stacks of DVDs and some vinyl albums, I wanted to know about his introduction to video stores in the 80s before getting into the industry himself
1: it was back probably in the late 80s when you know video stores were just sort of coming on um, there was blockbuster of course and i used to go to blockbuster and you know, rent movies and uh, that that was my sort of introduction to the industry but i i never anticipated that i was ever going to get into that industry i was in the building supply business so that but I, you know when the video industry came out it was uh, just something that i would take my daughter to you know we go grab some movies and bring them home and sit, some time together
0: and it's around this time that jumbo video first appears on the scene than jumbo at jumbo video. founded in 1987 by jim gormley The first Jumbo video location was in Guelph, Ontario. At its peak, Jumbo had around a hundred locations. And at this point in the eighties, the video rental industry was really booming and Phil saw an opportunity.
1: I was on a vacation in Mexico and uh, I was on the beach and I I had already had my own businesses. So people knew that I was a business guy and so i had as approached by believe it or not two different people at the time uh, somebody said hey we'd be interested in you uh coming into jumbo video with us and another one was circus circus so i went to the circus circus meetings you know and uh yeah i, I wasn't too impressed with that and i went to the uh jumbo video presentation uh took a look at the prospectus and felt that that was something that uh, I, I could be interested in. And so I started um, with a friend of mine, uh, John Jarrell. He was a friend of mine. Uh, yeah, so uh, I went to, went to the meeting, uh, reviewed the, the prospectus. It looked pretty solid to me. And uh, so I, I signed on. This was in 89, this was in the summer of 89. And then we opened our first store in Bramalee.
0: That first location did not take long to become a hit.
1: It was a super success right away. Because, like, you know, Jumbo Video is a, a, the first store opened up in Guelph with, with Jim Gormley. That was the first store. And it, it, it flourished. It just, boom, it was a success right away. And so looking at the success of that store and the excitement around the video store industry I thought was a pretty good idea and so we opened our first store in Bramalee and uh, that was a huge success. So immediately we thought well we'll open more stores. And so we opened up London here and uh, so I I was managing that store with John and Louis Famelos, and then so I started to learn the ropes there for a few months and then we opened up London here, Um, that would be our second store. And then we moved to, um, opened up another store in Guelph and we opened up another store in Toronto and uh, another store here in London. So we had five stores at one time. Our group, which was um, Goldus, Goldus Holdings.
0: At this point, we're in the golden age of video rental stores. According to the New York Times, in 1988, there were 25,000 video rental stores. But if you grew up during that time, you may remember that seemingly everywhere also rented videotapes because the industry was so hot. There was also another 45,000 other outlets also renting videotapes, from convenience stores to gas stations, even grocery stores. Here in Canada, you could walk into a Canadian tire and leave with a video rental. According to the Hamilton Spectator, 1989 was the peak of rental popularity. And the video rental industry had become what in today's money was a $15 billion market. And of course, Blockbuster Video became a huge part of the video rental industry. More
2: movies, more nights, more fun. Blockbuster please.
0: Blockbuster started in 1985, was sold in 1987, and was also rapidly expanding as Phil got into the industry.
1: Video rental was white hot. Well, we knew that. Because it was, you know, Blockbuster was a phenomenon. When Blockbuster opened up uh, here in Canada, that was, you know, I remember they would close down almost the streets because it was just swarmed with people. It was, it was a phenomenon. And so that attracted my attention. I thought, wow, this is like pretty, pretty phenomenal. And even when we opened up our stores, uh, it packed. I mean, the people just poured. And we had, uh, when we opened up Bramalee, it was a 10,500 square foot store, wow. superstore. And um, when we first opened up, we had eight tills, at least 10 people deep, store packed. We had the free popcorn too, right? So that was that was sort of our, our little yeah. little niche thing. Sorry, you know, it was kind of unique to people. Yeah. And uh, I mean, for us to have one hundred and fifty people in the store milling around and, and the excitement that was with that, and the till just buzzing, 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 uh, it was, it was an exciting time. Yeah. I mean, really exciting yeah. time. And, and and it was such a huge success, at right away, like. People were into it. People liked the idea of home entertainment. Ben, yeah. this, this was great. Don't have to go to the theater. I can take my movies home and I can watch the latest movie.
0: A little later on during my trip, I also got to talk to Donna about her memories of the old days.
2: Oh, it was crazy. I mean, it, 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 was, it was really crazy. I remember when we first opened the store, there were people lined up outside. We were so busy, so so very busy that it was... Um, let's put it this way. I, when we moved to London, we moved to London to open the store and I had planned on going back to nursing because that's what I did in St. Catherine's and we were so busy. We couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't really get away. So we just stayed there.
0: Yeah. So like back then you had how many like staff and like,
2: what was it? Big difference. We had at one time, probably 36 staff. Wow. But we were open 24 hours a day and we had, um, oh, geez. Six tills running, I would say.
0: Things were so busy that Donna came up with something that I just assumed had always been a part of a video store.
2: But back in those days, too, you, you rented and returned at the counter.
0: No which, drop
2: off. No drop box. Oh, No. Right. No, I came up with the drop box. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, because people were lining up. I mean, there were line memberships. Memberships were uh, off the chart. I mean, just there were so many of them. But so anyway, for, just fast forward a bit to the Dropbox. So my son was born. We opened in 1989. My son was born in just January of 91. And then I had a daughter in 93. So I remember taking them back down to St. Catharines and I wanted a coffee so bad. So I drove, I went up to Tim Hortons and they had a drive-through. And I went, oh, wow, what a grand idea. I said, I came home and I said to Phil, I said, we need to put a Dropbox in. I said, because sometimes people just, I said, why do they have to stand in line to return their movies? I mean, we can scan them there. You know, people are, you know, they got kids in the car, it's snowy, it's miserable. out. just let them put them in you know, I said And that, that actually, shifted you know that sometimes the number of staff we needed and and the lineups too so that was that was busy but i remember the most our busiest night two nights we used to be new year's eve and good friday and i think it was the first year we were open maybe the second we didn't think anybody would come in because we were open seven days a week right yeah 365 and i was i can't remember i was working back here and i walked up front and i went oh my gosh we then we we rented a lot of movies i think the most we ever rented was uh 30 3400 in, in one day in one day wow. yeah oh, yeah smooth. but the movies were also a dollar 99 each right yeah at the yeah. time and then they then they crept up but
0: yeah. yeah was it 24 hours right from the start Yep. really i didn't we go to the one on wonderland north mm-hmm um that location but i don't recall it being t- was that just you guys or was that all Jimbo? no it
2: was it was all it was throughout maybe i just
0: did because we were little kids yeah, so i we think he
2: changed to- after a while i can't remember but um Amen. yeah we were open 24 365 and it was just until oh probably five six years ago that we stopped being open at christmas yeah and now we close on the holidays too
0: despite being a chain video store jumbo video never felt like that it felt like your local neighborhood shop i always wondered if that was by design especially having to compete with a powerhouse like blockbuster
1: i think it's because it was canadian you know yeah. and didn't have the the big backing behind it so they, they were able to you know come out with glitz and glamour and, and commercials and, and all this stuff jumbo video is just a you know jim gormley was a cigarette salesman going going around to convenience stores and uh, the avondales and he thought hey you know we'll, we'll put some video rentals into avondale stores
0: yeah like because i mean there's the <clears throat> the recognized jumbo branding but I always felt like when we were up in the north i always felt like it was going into like mom and pop's well it
1: was because to... because it was all uh, see the difference was with uh blockbuster is that they they weren't franchised they were owned by a corporate and they were run by corporate and and that was in, in a way uh, their downfall because they didn't have the uh, agility that uh, an independent like me does I can make moves like this they can't okay so they have to wait for the corporate mandate to come down and and uh, so we could we could quickly outmaneuver them uh, with stuff because we could just make changes like this and um, we, we were all mom-paws, but at the end of the day, they're all Canadian people who bought into the franchise and, and were trying to, you know, make a go of it. So yeah, they definitely had a, a family feel to it, for mm-hmm. sure.
0: Back in the 80s, the video store quickly became a real-life social network where you interacted and learned about new movies. And after the break, Phil talks about how that still carries on to this day along with another industry that boomed right alongside home video.
1: Everything 80s will return after these messages.
0: The main point in the 80s, no matter what video rental store you went to, these were our entertainment centers. Before streaming, before internet, it's where we learned about new releases or old ones we had never heard of. Video store clerks were the gurus into movies, informing us on things we might not have ever seen before, and things that we would definitely like. And that's one of the amazing things about this store from the '80s that's still here with us today. It still offers that same experience.
1: Even here, you know, people come in. Uh, the dad brings his kids in. They run around, and you know, they look at the movies, and it's a cheap night out. I mean. They'd go to the video store on a Friday night, and uh, they get a couple of movies. The kids would run around. They get a couple of movies. They get the free popcorn, and uh, yeah, huge social. Media. Even here today in this store here, a lot of people come in, and I see them. They they gather in a corner, or they gather and they're they're chatting, and they want to chat about movies. They want to chat about you know whatever. But people want to say, well, I watched this movie, and this is what I thought. And they're not getting that. Uh, necessarily so they're they're coming in and they're they're uh, conversing with my staff and they love the idea of that they can talk to somebody about movies especially you know some of these older people you know they're kind of lonely yeah so this is a social entertainment venue for them this is this is their big friday night
0: one of the big changes in the store i mentioned earlier that i noticed right away is the amount of video games something that's become a huge part of the business. Back in the 80s, when Jumbo Video first started, we only just had the NES and Sega. Will you be the one to experience the Nintendo
1: Entertainment System? Comes with Rob, Zapper, Control Deck, two controllers, Gyromite, and Duck Hunt.
0: When the Davidsons opened the London location, the Super Nintendo wasn't even out yet. But eventually, as the video game industry exploded, It became a big part of the store to this day, as the location is now called Jumbo Video Microplay. And that's a big part of the community aspect.
1: We got into the video game industry, of course, and you need video game experts today. You need people who know the video game business, okay? So when a video gamer comes in here, he wants to speak to somebody who's totally up to speed on all the latest video game stuff and we have that we have experts in the store I won't, I won't hire a person as I say hey you better be a video game expert because a large portion of our rentals today are video games okay
2: because you know
1: video games like 90 bucks and you don't necessarily want to drop 90 bucks yeah. so they'll come in and they'll ask the staff hey what's this game like is it you know multiplayer or have you played it and so on and so forth and, and they'll rent it and then If they like it, we'll say, hey, you can buy it. But now you know whether or not it's it's, it's just gonna be a good investment for you.
0: Besides embracing the new world of video games, Jumbo Video has been able to stay open this long because they're able to pivot and make changes as they go.
1: 12% of our income comes from rental, okay? So let's say 90% uh, of the uh, revenue generated in the store is all sales. So we've had to adapt, change, morph, whatever you want to call it, um, as we see trends come along. I mean, uh, you know, I remember I was one of the first Jumbo video stores to introduce sales. Really? We we started selling VHS tapes. Really? You know, because we were rental, rental, rental. That's That's all we knew, you know. And then we thought, well, no, maybe we can introduce sales into the store, you know, and then we introduced just some chocolate bars and... And it just, you know, we got eyeballs in the store. So yeah, put, put something in front of them and if it's attractive, they'll buy it. Right. Yeah. So we've really expanded our, um, our SKUs, our different lines, our sources our revenue coming in on, on different product lines, right? Quite a few different product lines.
0: But this is still a video store and people do continue to rent movies. So what does that look like in 2023?
1: You know, you, you rent uh, new releases. We have programs similar to like a Netflix where you pay $15, dollars 14 99 a month and you can rent unlimited three movies at a time. Uh, all of our um, older movies, our core movies uh, that, that aren't on the new release wall. So we do we do have that and people love it. So they can come in, they, they grab their three movies and then they go home and they watch them and then two, three days. So they come back, they grab three more.
0: We obviously live in an age of streaming services, and there's an entire generation that that's all they know. They never grew up with a video store. But Phil told me something surprising.
1: And here's something interesting, too, just by the way, I've noticed lately, and I don't know if people are getting so sick of this Marvel and all this superhero stuff, maybe yeah. it's been done. But boy, you know, the, the kids, I call them kids, but um, let's say 15 to 30. You know what they're into? What? 80s and 90s movies. 70s, <laughs> 80s, and 90s movies. They're renting them like crazy. I can't believe it. You know, Psycho and all these, yeah. all these older ones. Because they're, they're kind of, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think
0: there's a little burnout. Oh, a lot of modern...
1: I, it's the same thing <laughs> over and over and over. All of a sudden, they watch a movie like Psycho or they watch, watch a movie like, uh, I, I don't know why that one keeps coming to mind, but you know, some of these older movies and they go, hey, that was really good, you know, and they're into it. I mean, uh, of course, the, you know, the boomers and that, the older folks, they still w- want to rewatch them. But I'm surprised to see the, the youth.
0: Over the years, VHS gave way to DVD and then Blu-ray and 4K. And, of course, streaming that we've just touched on, which changed the home rental market forever. According to CNBC, DVD sales declined by more than 86% since 2008. Well, from 2011 onward, streaming platforms like Netflix, Hulu, and HBO rose by 1,231%. Bill and Donna have seen it all. And I wondered when they noticed the industry begin to change.
1: The industry was, re- it was really changing big time uh, towards the late 1990s in the late 90s uh, changing big time Um, because people were uh, starting to um, actually the computers were really starting to take the people's attention you know and and that was we were starting to see the downturn then but uh, yeah um, I guess yeah I'd say the late 1990s it started to, to go south
0: I'm sure you've noticed, but there are a lot of streaming services out there now, and a lot of our recommendations are determined by algorithms. And you're never sure if a certain movie or TV show will continue to be on a specific service. This is why a store like Jumbo Video continues to exist to this day.
1: There's no excitement. In sitting at home, flicking through uh, a bunch of uh, pictures on your TV, the excitement is, is uh, and you know, you, you go out and it's really an entertainment experience to come into a video store. People love this store. I, they come in, they can't, oh, Placeville, don't go to business. I, I, I love coming here. We love coming to this store, you know. They really do. They come here and it's a, a shopping experience. Like, you know, people still go to the theater. Why? Well, because it's, it's an experience, right? So yeah. people want to get out. People are just sick and tired of stuck in the home, you know, all the time. Yeah. So it, it, it's truly, uh, I can say, a shopping experience. I know yeah. that for a fact. And it's convenient. It really is. People come in here and, and they can walk through the store and all the movies are all displayed for them. And if they have a question, they can go to one of my uh, business associates or my clerks and, and ask them a question. And, and you know, it, they, they get to communicate, right? When they come in here, they chat. I mean, like I said, it's kind of like a bartender. They come in, I, they tell their story and we have a little conversation and uh, not when we're super busy, but you know, if we're not too busy and the customer comes in, I've had conversations with people for half an hour.
2: They still come in. Um, one fellow came in a couple months ago and he asked me where a movie was, so I showed it to him. And he says, I'm going to come back for that later. He says, I want my son to have the jumbo experience, yeah, which is kind of cute. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you get a lot of people who grew up here, say, in the 80s and stuff now, like, bringing their kids and, like, you (laughs) see a lot of that
2: Oh, yeah, I remember back. Oh, yeah, but and sometimes, you know, there's um, been different little news flashes about Jumbo.
0: And there's something to be said about still owning physical movies in this day and age. You buy it once and you have it. (laughs) Do you find people are, are still... Like, well, I guess in your location, buying movies? Oh,
1: big time. Well, again, uh, how do we get, you know, 90% of our revenue? All through sales. People want to own the product. They're collectors. They collect stamps. They collect spoons. People, they're collectors. They love movies. They love the film. They want to own the films. And, uh, yeah, we we sell a lot. I mean, obviously, we're a buy-sell trade store. So we're buying a lot of... um, movies and we're pumping them out cheap so that people can go home and, and, and uh, they can purchase the movie and uh, watch the movie, uh, collect it if they want. If they don't bring it back, we'll buy it back. So uh, we're, we're really uh, exposing the people to a lot of variety. Yeah. And, and the collectors, um, I mean, I have some super big collectors. This stuff is getting harder and harder and harder because studios aren't producing it to own, to have a, a collection, you know. So, you know, um, people are coming in here and they're they're looking for these rare movies. They just can't get them anymore. The only way they're going to get them is if we, we sell it to the muse. They want to finish their collection, right? Just buy it. Yeah. Just own yeah. it. And then, you know, because, you know, a few years go by and you, you want to revisit that movie. You got it. And you've already paid for it. And it may not be available in another seven or eight years. You, you know, you want to watch that movie, guess what? You're the only guy in town has got
2: it. Now, we do a lot of trade. Like, like you know, one person's junk is another man's treasure, yeah. right? So people bring in their DVDs and Blu-rays and whatnot. I take a look at them. You know, they want to clean out their closets or whatever. Somebody else comes along and goes, oh, I haven't seen that in a long time, or I've never seen that, yeah. or, you know, I have, I have a lot of requests for, you know, some for different stuff.
0: Jumbo Video has made it to this day clearly by being able to pivot and adjust as things have constantly changed over the last few decades. And that also means bringing in a new generation.
1: My daughter, uh, Julie, who's actually the comp, you know, she's sort of taking over the, the, the reins here a little bit, you know. Uh, uh, she's a comp comptroller. She does all of the... Um, online stuff and uh, she's she's remarkable I mean she's she's tra- she's the one that's helped me transform this business into the uh, retail entertainment store that it is because like again the rentals there and here's something interesting too it's increasing it's starting to move up a little bit uh, and I, I find that interesting uh, that people are coming back to that again so I'm keeping my eye on that again. Yes. And it, interesting too. I was uh, there's some video stores opening up in the United States. Check it out. Go go Google it. So there, there's there's still video stores around, and uh, it'd be interesting to to see what what happens over the next five six years.
0: The fact that this Jumbo Video location has lasted this long is a testament to the Davidson family and also movie lovers and customers who appreciate a genuine interaction and an experience that they remember from growing up. In Canada, Jumbo Video is remembered fondly and mentions of it still manage to pop up to this day. Here's,
2: a, here's, a, there's, here's an FYI for you. Have you ever heard of the game Knuckle? I don't think so. A wordle? Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, Knuckles, the Oh, Can- the Canadian version. version. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. it's actually quite interesting because when you pick up your word, it gives you a little blurb about some sort of Canadiana, whether it's current or past, right? So, a few weeks ago, um, the word was jumble and I, I didn't get it. I usually I usually get them very quickly. I usually get them very quickly. You, very quickly, you know, within 2 or 3. <laughs> but did I get that one? No way. Sometimes it's just when the you pick yeah. and it was about the store and it was about the history of Jumbo Video and how they, you know, it had had changed and they said, there's one still left in London, you know, go on and check the popcorn, which I thought was kind of cool. But yeah, all kinds of neat Canadiana things. Yeah.
0: I see the benefit of a video rental store more than ever. It keeps the higher quality physical media alive and gives you a real face-to-face interaction with movie and game lovers. It's all about a real community and like-minded people interacting in the same place, something we don't always get a lot of today. We often fantasize about time machines and the ability to go back in time. Jumbo video is that time machine. Video stores are still around and keeping those memories of the 80s alive. Depending on where you live, it may be tougher to track one down, but they're out there. According to IBISWorld, a prominent global research firm, as of the time of this recording, there are around 600 or so DVD game and video rental businesses in the US. It's hard to tell how many may specifically be video rental stores, but some do still remain. We all have our distinct memories of the 80s, and today it's modern arcades, comic book stores, and a video store like Jumbo Video where those memories come back to life. You go to the store, browse all the new titles and decide on your weekend entertainment. Will the movie you choose be great or not so good? It really doesn't matter as that was part of the experience. The video rental store was all about the ritual. And it's amazing that the experience we had in the 80s can still exist in our modern age. So that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't already, be sure to go back and check out my earlier episodes. Consider this podcast a time machine in its own right. And if you haven't, be sure to subscribe to the Everything 80s podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on new episodes. So that's it for me. I'm Jamie. This has been Everything 80s, but I'll be back soon with a new episode. Don't you dare miss it.